and welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, sports editor, talking to you solo this week. Um, as we talked about on last week's episode, and as I've seen on social media, my colleague of the last two years, Evan Leepak, no longer my colleague. Well, technically for a couple more days. He's no longer in Indiana. He went to the warmth of Florida, so boo him. He left just in time for that blizzard. Um, so yeah, just me. Um, this is a special best of edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We've had a very successful year doing the podcast. We appreciate everyone that listens to us. We've had a bunch of great interviews. We've had a lot of fun, a lot of jokes, um, different random things coming up that we've talked about. Um, it's been a great, great time. But uh, and now here are some going to be some of the best of clips. Um, I've pulled five clips from interviews that we've done this year. Um, if you didn't make the cut, if you were a guest and didn't make the cut, don't be offended. We had to make this a short episode, try to get you know some good good uh, comments from some of the wide variety of, of, of people we've had on this podcast. The total list, by the way, of guests we've had. So if you want to go back and listen to these full interviews, we had John Harrell, the master of johnharrell.net, the Indiana football basketball hub website, February 2nd, 2022. February 15th, excuse me, Harold Bolton reporter Rob Hunt joined us talking about Fairfield Frankton semi-state game before the game happened, of course. March 1st, Dan Gunn, former Northwood boys basketball coach doing um, radio uh, color commentary for the Panthers now. I had him in March 1st. May 17th, Steve Craw, our veteran freelance writer. He came in for a big sectional preview. Uh, so hopefully we sound smart in that. I don't know. Um, June 28th, we had Tony Miller and Justin DeWeese from Goshen College's athletic department come in and talk with us. We had a lot of fun. July 12th, Goshen College cross-country coach Rustin Nice joined us. That was a fun interview about his career building up a program. Um, July 27th, we had Jimmy Arnett, Sean Behensky come in talking about the area officials and officiating in general. Big picture talk um, about that. October 25th, Bill Sharp, Jimtown Hall of Fame football coach, uh, four-time state champion, came in, joined us, talked about his career. It was great. November 15th, we had Drew Hogan and Anthony Roberts, Goshen College cross-country freshman runners. Hogan, of course, a Goshen High School grad. Roberts, a Concord High School grad. So that was fun. And then our last interview of 2022, December 6th, with Cody Vincent, Jimtown High School grad, Northwood football assistant coach now, works at the uh, Whistle Recruits, interesting company, you know, doing recruiting. Um, so that was a full list of guests. Um, we will hear from five of them. So we will do these in chronological order except for the last one because the last one is kind of funny and it, it'll make sense. So the first guest I want to use a clip from is John Harrell. Um, we talked to John about his website, how he got started, um, all of that things. And the question I wanted to ask him was, what does a Friday night look like to him? Uh, whether it be for football or for basketball, and uh, this was his response. Well, football Friday night is is a lot of fun. You know, I'm, <laughs> I know I'm going to I know I'm going to get all the scores. You know, mm-hmm. and I do. Uh, I 
chase them down at the end of the night. Uh, basketball, I got to start out with a list of uh, girls and boys teams that are that are playing tonight. You know, and uh, they're playing girls boys double headers. You know, so you so you you're going to get two scores from uh, East Noble and, and DeKalb, let's say, mm-hmm. and they will. Uh, and you got to make sure you you get the right one on the right side. So. So you, you got to keep, and you know, I'll have uh, 30, 40, 50 girls, boys, doubleheaders on some Friday night. So I, mm-hmm. I make sure uh, I keep those separate, you know, and that's, that's the tough part at, at the start of the night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there are times, you know, when it's almost like I, I won't, uh, I can't keep up, but, <laughs> but I do. Say, and, does your, does your phone ever stop going off? Like, oh no! It's, it's I get. I'm sorry. I, I get all these scores off Twitter. Yeah, you know, right. I, I I only get about a half dozen scores emailed to me, and I'll get maybe a half dozen scores I don't have on my uh, message boards. But uh, other than that, I get the the rest off Twitter. You know, I'll go to Max Preps and get a half dozen scores too. But uh, uh, most of them I get off Twitter. You know, the media out there, athletic mm-hmm. directors out there, they're. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the evening, I'll have a, a couple dozen scores I don't have, a couple, couple, couple dozen games I don't have, and I'll uh, I'll tweet out a list, and people mm-hmm. will send me back the scores. So that's, yeah. So uh, if if you uh, there's a lot yeah. of lot of lot of help. I get an awful lot of help from everybody. Do you, are you the only one putting up the scores on the site, or do you have other people helping you get and put scores in the site? No, it's just me. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it was just crazy for me to hear that John's a one-man show. Um, and again, we really appreciate him coming on. He gave a lot of cool insight on like, what his website is. That's a cool interview to go check back out um, later. So, And um, our next interview clip will be from Jimmy Arnett and Sean Behensky, two area officials. Sean's been doing it uh, relatively new official, only a couple years. Jimmy... He's been doing it for a long time. He's been honored by the IHSAA uh, as a as one of the best officials in the state. And we did a whole discussion about what the current state of officiating is. You know, some of the challenges. What you know, can we do better? And uh, yeah, that's that's where we ask. I asked Jimmy, and we ended the podcast. Jimmy and Sean asking them what they think they needs to improve like how can they how can it improve what's how do we make it better and this is what Jimmy and Sean had to say I think as officials we have a responsibility not a, perhaps not a responsibility even though I feel that we have an opportunity to um, be an example to those who watch us to make sure that we're putting off the right vibe that we enjoy doing what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, and that it looks inviting that somebody wants to be, you know, a part of this. I think one of the solutions, and it's something the IHSAA and the State Board of Education, I don't know if that's the official body or not, but we're starting to actually offer officiating in school as an approved part of the curriculum. Mm -hmm. I think that's an outstanding, one of the outstanding options that we have to kind of help improve or increase the number of participants because as 
let's all face it, all of us would like to think that we could go play D1, D2, you know, play in college. After high school, a lot of the, even a lot of the athletes, that's probably going to be the end of the road mm-hmm. road for them. They've got abilities. They've got interest in sports. Hey, why not capture that? Give them credit in high school. Give them the options of looking and seeing what uh, what's available for them and uh, try to pull them into officiating right out of high school or they can do it out of college. Um, so there's some programs already that, that are off you know, off the ground and, and going now. Um, the whole pay thing, you know, officiating is uh, the last thing that I look at as far as a benefit for me as a person is pay. I don't officiate for, for, for because of the pay. Never have. Um, it's a nice side gig if you want to put it, a side hustle if you want to put it. I don't, that, that even, that doesn't even side, feel good. Side gig is fine. Side gig is better. <laughs> the hustle thing makes it sound shady. Um, you are hustling. Well. Up and down the court. Yeah, yeah you hopefully, are. hopefully yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, really, oh, it's a really bad game. Then if, yes. You know, the balance of having fans come and pay to see the games being played, can the schools afford to increase their pay? Uh, I think if there's some way from an ins- to incentivize new newer people to get involved through compensation is is something that has that's always being discussed uh, because you've heard Sean uh, you've heard me you know I'll travel two and a half hours for a seventy five eighty dollar you know obviously mm-hmm. you don't do it for the pay right. but if we can increase pay for officials uh, and get them involved sooner uh, I I think are probably some of the some of the quick things that we can do uh, as far as encouraging more participation. Mm-hmm. Sean? He pretty much hit it on the head. I mean, I, I think, you know, one, help maybe increase the pay a little bit might help people. But two, I think just all the umpires that we have now just need to do a little bit better job of recruiting others and, and telling our friends. And I try to make a point of that, like at work, you know, and people are like, man, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I honestly love it. Like, I would, I tell that to everybody. I really do. Come out and see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Each like, one, teach one or reach one. It's yeah. like Jimmy said, like, you know, wow, you know, 70, 80 bucks a game. Like, we're not getting rich off of this. Like, we do it because we love it. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can get them out there and, and like he just said, like, see it, I think that'll help get more people. Yeah, I really appreciated Jimmy and Sean coming on. Uh, very entertaining episode, over an hour long discussion, and it was very worth it. It went by very quickly. So that was the July twenty seventh episode. If you want to go check that out, uh, very entertaining. Good discussion about the officials. Um, our next uh, clip I want to run: Bill Sharp when he came in, Jimtown Hall of Fame coach. Uh, we talked about his whole career, but I thought this answer about winning the state championship for the first time was pretty interesting. So here's what he had to say about that 1991 state championship win, which came after them losing twice in his early in his tenure at the state championship level. Yeah, you know what? You, you lose two, mm-hmm. and then you go back. It, it's it, it, Anybody says they don't think about it, they're not telling you the truth, because they do. And the team we were playing – Ritter was probably better than the two teams that had beat us before. But we had we really had some good players. We did, and I, I think there may have been uh, – they may have underestimated us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had they had gone through the tournament handily, and uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know what, I can't remember what, the, uh, what we had done. I, I know we'd beaten Frontier uh, in the uh, semi-state, and, and they were very well coached and good, but they had a kid named Shane Thomas, who was the state's leading rusher, and he was going to carry the ball 90% of the time. And we just, and they, they did not throw the ball particularly well. And we just, we went in. I saw JD was a defensive coordinator. We went in with three looks we were going to give them. We were going to run our base. And then we had uh, a goal line we had. And then we had a goal line that we cheated because they didn't throw. We, we ran a, a goal line where we brent, brent Sachs was our quarterback, but he was also our middle safety. Mm-hmm. And he was really good. He was really, really a good defensive player. He was a good quarterback. Don't get me, but he was really a good defensive player. And we kind of, the first time they got the ball, they scored. They drove, oh gosh, I don't know, 80 yards and scored. And they, they chunked us. I mean, it was, we'd hold them, we'd hold them, and then they'd 12, 13 yards. And, and the Thomas kid was really good. I mean, he ended up going to Cincinnati and being an all, I mean, he is wow. an all American. He's a good player. But, we thought after they scored, JD came down. And I said, The best look we can give them is this. this it was JD's. I we'll give them the goal line look with Brent playing. We're going to force them to throw. And we ended up shutting them out the rest of the game. I think, I believe we won 13 to 7. Wow. And, uh, and that, that's another story. Mark Ward was our offensive coordinator, and Carl Batiste was a really good running back for us. And we had a second and goal from about the sixth late in the fourth quarter and Wardy said let's run a quick pitch and we that was not on our play sheet because they played their ends really really wide mm-hmm. and and I and I remember I said Wardy I'm not he goes run the quick pitch and tell Carl to cut it you know so we we ran a, a, a flanker left quick pitch left on quick sound mm-hmm. and Carl caught the quick pitch and he cut it inside the end and he scored so I mean you know, that's when you have good kids, I, you, you know, and you have great coach. That was Wardy's idea. I mean, because I wouldn't have called it. Right. You yeah. know, I wouldn't have called it. He, he, but he said, let's let's look at that. Because, I mean, they were stopping a lot. of. They were good. I mean, you know, we, we, we won the game by six points, and they were, they were really good. Many thanks to Bill again for joining us for that episode. I feel like we barely scratched the surface of his career, too. Like, we could have done another however many minutes with Bill Sharp. Um, so feel free to check that one back out again in the archives. All of our episodes are on GosherNews.com, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Gosher News Sports Podcast. Um, let's pivot now to an interview that we did in the winter, late winter, before the NAIA National Championship cross-country meet. We brought in Goshen College freshman Drew Hogan, and Anthony Roberts, and fun discussion. We talked about a lot about running, obviously, but we also asked him about what it was like to be roommates now. They had been competitors and friends, you know, at Goshen High School and Concord, respectively, but now they're living together. They're on the same team. Uh, what was that like? So, and it was a pretty funny answer. We even got some power rankings for ping pong. Didn't think we were going to get that, but uh, here was their response to that question. I'd say they were really similar. <laughs> we like everything organized, you know? Very organized. Yeah, very, very organized. Very organized. Like, yeah. Like, like, wow. organ- yeah. Yeah, everything's clean. Uh, yeah, whenever whenever we have trash filled up, we take it out. Yeah. 
yeah we we uh yeah we work well together and uh yeah laundry we keep it we keep it once a week we don't let it pile up yeah wow it's the most organized like ever. Yeah. That sounds nice, actually. Yeah, that like where was nice. that? You know, when I was in college. Oh, it's really nice. Like this dude keeps his, his stuff organized. I don't like to be in my room a lot. I like to go out. Mm-hmm. That's just who I am. I like to do stuff. So, but no, I come back. It's just chill. That's good. That's good. It's always good. I had a good roommate my freshman year. Shout yeah. out Mike Baylor. I don't think he's gonna listen, but shout out Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How much has y'all's friendship evolved? Obviously, you knew each other from high school. But how much has it evolved this first year in college together? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, getting to know Drew outside of sports is uh, uh, really, really cool. He's um, definitely a cool guy. I uh, love being around him. Uh, brings a lot of energy. Uh, loves to have fun. Uh, likes to play cards, ping pong. <laughs> really, really, really good at ping pong. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Are you the best ping pong player on the team, Drew? <sighs> I wish. I will, uh, I'm not. I will answer for him. I, I think he's on the come up of being the, the best I'm on, on the, the team. Come up. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> on the come Kevin up. Kevin Liddell's got me right now. But I'm, I'm Power rankings. Drew's number two, yeah. number three, give or take. Um, yeah. who, what card games? What are the card go to card games? Go to guard card games. Card games. Just simple Uno. Yeah. yeah. Uno's mm-hmm. the vibe. Yeah. No. Are you good at Uno as well? You, you dominate. What's the Uno power ranking? Let's hope we got those. Yeah. yeah. Many thanks again to Anthony and, and Drew, two athletes who I have interviewed extensively, both as high school kids and college kids. Um, and it was a great to have them come in the podcast room and, and talk talk shop, talk about being college athletes and kids. And, uh, yeah, so good luck to them in the futures. I know they're going to do great jobs uh, this track season coming up for Goshen College. Um, and then finally, so I mentioned this at the beginning, but I wanted to put this one at the end. When we brought on Tony Miller and Justin DeWeese over the summer, we ended the episode with, you know, a general question. Anything else you guys want to add? And naturally, Tony Miller, the man who has a lot of knowledge wrapped around in his brain, he made sure to add a, a fun little note to the end of the episode. It even left Justin kind of surprised that, you know, that was that was mentioned. So, uh, what could we possibly be talking about? Well, here's that clip. I was going to talk about how Shaq owns the uh, record for largest Walmart purchase, but maybe we'll save that for the next appearance. Shaq? Yeah, spent seventy thousand dollars at Walmart when he was traded from Miami to Phoenix because they gave him this apartment that was completely unfurnished. Huh. And he gets this call from American Express Security at three in the morning that, hey, somebody stole your card, and they're trying to spend seventy grand at Walmart. And he's like, no, that's me. And they're like, what on earth are you doing? It's <laughs> a great story. He can afford to drop seventy k one time. Justin, do you have any uh, Shack related content? No. For the, uh, for the listeners at all. Kind of just like to hear how you close it out after that comment. Well, Justin, get to try to close the episode out again after that comment again. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Tony, for that. Great fact. Uh, appreciate Justin. Also, you coming on the episode was great. Um, yeah. So that's just how you wrap it up after learning that Shaq spent a lot of money at Walmart once and has the record. Um, seriously, everyone, thank you very much for this great year. Uh, fun year doing the podcast. I've always enjoyed doing this. Um, Evan enjoyed it as well. I promise. Um, We've had so many dumb, funny, silly moments on here, talking high school sports, talking college, pro sports, uh, Taco Bell orders, um, Walmart with with Tony Miller, 
and Justin DeWeese. Um, yeah, just a great time. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have another episode, obviously, of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. New year. A lot of winter sports tournaments going on. We will try to figure out maybe the format of this episode, of this show going forward, given uh, it's going to just be me, you know, full-time here for a little bit. So um, maybe we'll have special guests, maybe Tony, more Tony Miller. Who knows? He's got a bunch of facts. I'm sure he wants to come on and talk about them. Um, different guests, maybe, different analysts, different things. We're going to figure it out. We're workshopping some ideas. I uh, won't commit to anything yet, but... We're excited. I'm excited for where we could go with this, potentially, and it could be a lot of fun. So, uh, once again, everyone, thank you very much for a great 2020 calendar. Jesus, 2020. 2022 calendar year. We appreciate you all listening. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year to all of you listening around the globe.